Go ahead and pick your speed up your number one now. Runway 27, clear to land green dot. Welcome to Oshkosh, guys. Hello and welcome back to the Green Dot, EAA's podcast coming to you from our headquarters here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I'm Hal Bryan. I'm Senior Editor for Content, Digital and Publications at EAA. And uh, with us, as always, uh, here's one of my co-hosts. I'm Chris, the EAA Museum Programs Representative. And across the table, we've got... Tom, Government Relations Director. And uh, we have a guest with us. Tom, why don't you tell us about about the man who's sitting uncomfortably close to you? (laughs) Well, for... um, just about five years now, it's been my pleasure to work with Dick Nipinski, uh, who is uh, our com- Director of Communications. Um, specifically in my role as um, in the government department, he's been uh, instrumental in helping us get our messaging across um, as far as the, uh, the work that we're doing in advocacy and, uh, and communicating out to the, uh, to the aviation community. Um, he has a background in uh, broadcast and uh, print journalism, and he's actually been at EAA for uh, almost uh, 25 years now. Um, so uh, it's been uh, it's been great getting to know him over the last few years, and uh, he's a real asset to the organization. And almost longer than you've been alive. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing to do is to call Dick with something like, "You're not going to believe this one," and then just see what I'm supposed to say after that. Yeah. <laughs> and usually I'll go, "I'll believe it." Yeah. That's. Um, <laughs> there aren't many that come up that I haven't seen or heard about before. In that vein, very quickly, Dick, before we dive into the uh, the topic of uh, of discussion today about coming to AirVenture, staying at AirVenture, how to how to do AirVenture, um, would you mind sharing with the audience, unless they're proprietary, uh, your two rules? Oh, there are two rules. Yeah, um, and this is kind of in the vernacular. Uh, number one, it just ain't ever dull. And number two, it just ain't ever simple. (laughs) So as long as you understand these two rules, most everything falls into place after that. (laughs) Excellent. And uh, it sounds like you've been talking uh, to our friend out in the Southwest. Yes, and that's another story in itself. Another story for another time. Mm -hmm. But an interesting character called in with an interesting set of ideas involving airplanes and cowboys and guns and all sorts of things. But, um, you know, we we get a lot of ideas here. And uh, it's actually interesting about 90 minutes or 90 days before, it seems like 90 minutes before (laughs) opening day that there's still ideas coming in at some point we have to execute on the ideas we already have and we've got a lot of them this year so um save the ideas till 2018 (laughs) actually you know it we actually do get a lot of ideas from people who come to air venture every year who come to oshkosh oshkosh veterans or they're out there just keeping track of stuff going on in aviation and will send us an email or call us and say, hey, this is happening. Do you guys know this airplane's being restored? Or this is going on, or they just made the first flight of something. And suddenly, it'll be at Oshkosh the following year. So um, the ideas are good. Sometimes we have to have a deadline for the ideas to make sure we get them all done. And uh, we're kind of in that frame right now. <laughs> One must uh, simply set one's expectations. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all that must happen. You know, and there, it always happens every year, even after 25 of these things, that at some point something rolls into Oshkosh, like on Tuesday. Was that supposed to be here? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was because they decided Sunday night to fly to Oshkosh. <laughs> so, um, you know, we always get surprised every year. And that's wonderful. I don't think we'd have it any other way. Mm-hmm. So, well, why don't you start things off, uh, if you give us the, uh, the short summary, which is impossible, uh, what are the, the big things that are coming this year? Well, some of the big things that are coming in. First of all, um, we're on the Blue Angels schedule. Uh, Blue Angels have never flown their full show here. And this has been kind of firsts over the past few years. Thunderbirds were here in 2014. 
They came in. Snowbirds came back for the first time in 33 years last year, put on great shows throughout the weekend. And so the Blues don't want to be left out. <laughs> and so they, we've been talking with them for a couple of years, and finally in 2018, looks like it's going to all work out, and we will have them here for the final weekend of Air Venture. I believe that's 2017. But, yes, uh, 2017. See, those ideas are already See, the ideas up, are already so. piling up. Wait till you see what we've got planned for 2018, yeah, that's right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all I know is it's going to be amazing. That's right. So, you know, the Blue Angels are coming in, so that's, that's number one. Also, uh, we have 75th anniversary of the Doolittle Raid. That will be here. Uh, we've got Dick Cole, who at 101 years old is the lone remaining member of the Doolittle Raiders. And he was nice enough. You talked to him just uh, a couple weeks ago, Chris. I did, yeah, just last, uh, yeah, about a week and a half ago. Indeed. And so uh, he's looking forward to coming to Oshkosh. And speaking of guys coming to Oshkosh, a lot of these guys have been here in the past talking about the Apollo astronauts. And Chris and I have talked a lot about this over the past three, four months, putting this together. That back in 1994, longtime Oshkosh visitors will remember when we had 15 out of the 25 living Apollo astronauts here for the 25th anniversary of the first moon landing. And tremendous event. It was one of those that is still a hallmark of what Oshkosh and Air Venture can be. And so um, put together another reunion this year. Uh, 50th anniversary of the first Apollo mission, uh, 50th anniversary of the Saturn V. And so all of that coming up, we have quite a crowd, probably more Apollo astronauts than any place else that are coming in. And Friday night certainly is the one to keep in mind there, Theater in the Woods, and we'll have them all out there. And some of the folks, Jim Lovell, Gene Kranz, uh, have been with us before, but uh, we've got some new ones coming in this year. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, for those who like the opening night concert and one of the things, the questions I get from EA members and non-members alike, who's playing opening night? So we went out and we found a pilot with a band <laughs> that's well known. A uh, Canadian Ed, pilot a full Canadian. of international flavor. That's right. Yeah, Ed Robertson and, uh, and Bare Naked Ladies will be here and he's looking forward to it. In fact, he said it'll be nice to come to Oshkosh because usually I have to work. And so he's coming to Oshkosh to work. To work. <laughs> and, uh, but we're looking forward to that Monday night out on Boeing Plaza. So those are just a few of the things and you know, all of the things that Oshkosh are known for from the forums, the workshops. Uh, the air shows every afternoon, the two night air shows, all of that coming along. Um, so keep looking at the website at ea.org slash airventure for everything that's going on. So Dick, um, getting to Oshkosh, obviously the most uh, prominent way of, of arriving here, since this is the world's largest fly-in, is uh, kind of the namesake of this podcast, flying in. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of other ways uh, to get to east central Wisconsin. And uh, can you um, run us through a couple of the, uh, the more... Um, uh, efficient and popular ways to do it because there's um, there's a lot of members out there, a lot of uh, prospective visitors who uh, a lot of times come to us and say, you know, it's just so much work, it's so much planning to get to Oshkosh um, that uh, they continually put it off from year to year. Yeah, and the planning and the dread is probably in people's imagination as much as anything else. Um, sometimes people hear from a buddy that has been to Oshkosh and said, yeah, I went 35 years ago, and it was just a hassle. And here it was, and so I'd never go back. I, you know, wait a minute. Back yourself up a little bit here. Um, certainly flying in is something people who have done it uh, in past years say, yeah, it's different. It is absolutely different. And I will tell people that, that if you're flying your airplane to Oshkosh, 
read the notum, understand the situation, and so forth. But for almost everybody, they say, well, it's kind of anticlimactic. It's exciting. But remember to fly the airplane, do the thing, listen to the controllers. I'm going to say again, read the notum first and do all of those things. And you get here and you've done something unique. You get to go back home and say, I flew into Oshkosh and I was there. And you wouldn't believe the people I was camping next to and all the fun we had and so forth. Met all kinds of new folks. So uh, don't take what you've heard as gospel. So get in there if you're planning to fly in, um, read the notum, and then um, I'm going to say that several times, even if it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, so well, read it, the notum. And Dick, we actually, uh, we, we do an annual webinar for people who are, uh, mm-hmm. have questions about the, uh, about the, the notum, the notice to airmen right. um, that, uh, that governs the event, right? Right. And they, you know, everybody does a tremendous job from the FAA to the pilots themselves, to the people on the ground, to the airport, really organizing it to make it as efficient as possible. And so you can do that. It's great, uh, depending what you're flying in. Uh, if you're flying the legendary Fisk route coming in, uh, whether you're coming in in a Warbird up the, the west side of Lake Winnebago, whether you're coming in an ultralight or a rotorcraft coming in that way, you certainly can uh, find a way to get in here and, and set yourself in with a whole bunch of people who speak airplane just like you do. So if you don't have an airplane or you or you don't want to fly to uh, to, Oshkosh, time to for whatever one. reason. Uh, <laughs> now, Tom, this is not where you're going to advocate stealing an airplane. <laughs> no, no, I understand no, that not. advocacy is your thing, but there are limits. Yeah. There, there are. Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. We aviation is uh, we're trying to make it as affordable as possible, not that affordable. Not that affordable. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, but uh, just maybe a little bit about uh, common airports that people fly into. Um, you know. Uh, Driving in? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, two things there. First of all, uh, if you don't land at Oshkosh, there are a lot of airports nearby. In fact, um, Appleton um, International Airport is just up the road about 20 miles. This year, they have 30 camp slots for the very first time. Uh, it's not Oshkosh, but if you'd like to, to camp up there, uh, they have that. Fond du Lac, of course, has been a popular destination for a lot of folks to come in. We've got small airports all over. Uh, Brennan, just west of Nina, about 10, 12 miles up the road. Uh, New Holstein, across Lake Winnebago, out at Watoma, and just all over. Um, you know, Green Bay, Manitowoc, all of those airports are open. Um, for folks that might want to fly here and truck over or rent a car at that point and, and come over, all of those options are open. So it really comes down to the individual pilot. What are you comfortable in? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Are you flying in with a group? And we have a lot of groups that fly in. Are you kind of flying in in a two, three ship gaggle? Um, that happens a lot too. A bunch of guys will come from a certain place and come together to fly to Oshkosh as a unit, keep each other company. Uh, keep each other's you know spirits up and say okay here we go we're we're into the pattern now and let's have some fun and so all of that is a part of Oshkosh there is something about the word Oshkosh and I and I tell people this a lot of places you can go almost any airport in the world and talk to a pilot and say the word Oshkosh they know exactly what you're talking about and it's not overalls no it's, it's not it's, and it's, and, it's and, not baby know, clothes no and it's it's amazing that kind of instant visibility that's out there in the aviation community. And it is, it's, it's a great deal of fun for nearly 50 years now. We've been here at Oshkosh, before that Rockford, before that Milwaukee. And, and then so, briefly Oshkosh went once yeah, uh, in what, 56? One rainy weekend back yes. in 1956. Um, that's what Paul said, and just uh, it rained all weekend. <laughs> the original Sloshkosh. <laughs> well, so if you're talking about um, 
once you're flying in, things like that, or once mm-hmm. your arrival is done. Um, what you know, one of the big challenges that I used to face coming from Pittsburgh was where do you, where are you going to stay? Because you know the hotels are somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. You know, can you touch a little bit on that by someone who maybe is a little intimidated by trying to find a place to sure. stay? And that's one thing. It's um, if people are expecting to stay within two miles of the airport at a hotel, you're going to be very very limited in what your options are. Uh, first of all, Oshkosh as a city has fewer than 1,000 hotel rooms. Um, so you have to go out to the community. We have people staying in hotels up to about 50 miles. So um, it, it takes a balance of understanding what the event is. And the other thing I want to tell people, you do run into premium pricing. You run into what I call Super Bowl and Masters Golf Tournament pricing. Um, that is the free market at work, that they are out there and those are the charges whether you like it or not, that they are going to charge. So you have to be a little bit of original to think about how you're going to do it. And there are so many options. One of the most popular ones, and all of us who've been out at Camp Scholar know this, is camping. They come out here, and I know some people say, ick, camping, it has bugs, it has dirt, it has all of that stuff. Well, not really. Uh, Camping is not what camping was 45 years ago where you popped up a tent or a pop-up camper. You know, we see some of the motorhomes that come in here with suddenly the satellite dish going up. Uh, It's something to see. So, but camping is certainly an option. You're right there on the flight line. You get to meet aviation geeks like us all over in the campground. Uh, Make a lot of great new friends out there uh, talking about your experiences. But let's say you're, you're just not a camper. You know, your idea of camping is no room service, you know, that kind of thing. So what you do is think about some of the other options. Uh, University dorms are very popular um, as a really budget-minded way to do this. Uh, UW Oshkosh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, has dorms, and a lot of the dorms are really nice now. They are not the gulag archipelago of dorms anymore like a lot of us had in college where you had concrete blocks and a cot. And, um, and we liked it. Yeah, and we, liked, we were grateful, and we paid a bunch of money to go there. And um, so you have all of that. Um, so there are some nice dorms. A lot of them are air conditioning now. The bus route runs right to the main gate every day, so you can get between that spot. Uh, you're right downtown Oshkosh, and there's some fun stuff to do in downtown Oshkosh these days. Uh, also, the dorms at Marion University and Fond du Lac, Ripon College, are also available, and they have shuttles that run back and forth from there. Um, if you're looking for hotels, Appleton, Fond du Lac, some of the other environs uh, within about 25, 30 miles are certainly open to you. Um, there's, there's rental housing. A lot of people rent houses now, anything from renting a room in somebody's house to renting an entire house. And uh, check with the Oshkosh Convention and Visitors Bureau, Oshkosh CVB at visitoshkosh.com, and they can certainly set you up. And a lot of times you can be very, very close to the airport by renting a, a house or a room at a house. So I've kind of gone the gamut. My first trip here, I slept in the, uh, a Dodge Daytona. And uh, true story. And uh, now that was and, your full time residence at the time. <laughs> that that was just like that was my home. That so was, you know. that was. Uh, and then uh, we we did we did the route of staying in the dorms university, mm-hmm. and then we did uh, end up getting a house, and then I just moved here. So that makes it easy. Uh, yeah, it's really now you easy, have people so. coming to your house. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I have right. people camping that, in my basement. That is the simplest solution. If you just want to go ahead and either buy a place or just rent a place here full time and yeah, then move that, here. Yeah. The nice thing about living in Oshkosh is that you don't have to worry about going to Oshkosh because you're already at Oshkosh. 
You're not to put in vacation time either. No, that's true. You just have to work 47 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, Chris, it's the opposite. And love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really. my, my first trip in uh, 89, we rented a house. And that was uh, that was a new experience for me. But uh, um, but what a great way to do it. Really nice way to do it. Um, so, Dick, our next question for you is, uh, you know, you mentioned rental cars earlier. Um, that can be a challenge. But uh, for people that do either get here how do they how do people get around what's uh, what are the opportunities we have for them to get around the grounds or get to and from places you, you did mention the shuttles maybe expand on that just a little right. bit. right first of all let's talk about just on the grounds themselves a lot of people are familiar with the buses and the trams if you're a veteran of oshkosh a couple of things to understand this year they're being all called shuttles so you're going to hear this term come in a lot because sometimes you had the bus sometimes you had the tram and and people are going, well, what's coming up? Okay, everything's going to be called a shuttle now, and the routes around the map uh, can get you around the grounds. We're always tweaking the routes a little bit just to fit where people go. It's like when you decide, where am I going to put a sidewalk? Well, you put no sidewalks down originally and let people start walking from spot to spot, and you see where the, the trails are being formed, and you go, that's where we put the sidewalk. That's very similar to the tram routes. What do people need? Where are some places they have to go? Uh, you might talk around the North 40, people getting to their airplanes, the new South 40, additional tram service down there, uh, out to Camp Scholar, uh, from the grounds to the museum, and all those other places. So that's on the grounds. Yeah, those uh, are uh, those are all free. And those correct. are all free, yep. So with the price, price of admission, yep. of course. So if you have a wristband, you can get around. Get Indeed, yep. For free. A lot easier, I think, than a lot of people realize. It really is. And, uh, you know, they're very popular at peak times. One other thing mentioned about the shuttles this year, there will be stops where people are, everybody has to depart the shuttle. It's like coming to the end of the bus route. Um, that is to make sure that everybody who wants to ride the shuttle can do so, because sometimes in the past, people have used them as their own motorized tour of the grounds. <laughs> and what we'd like to do is get away from that saying, okay, here's a spot, enjoy this area, pop back onto a shuttle later, ride to another area, and so forth. And it also frees up seats for people who want to get from point A to point B. Now, if I want to book a sleeping compartment uh, on one of our trams with my own suite, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on It's that. a shame this isn't video because the uh, the chilly look I just got from Dick was, <laughs> like, was we, worth we, framing. We, we got a shuttle for you. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One way out of town. <laughs> Thank you for your service. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Yeah. So coming off the grounds, too, I mean, we have um, we have this, the school bus shuttle service that, uh, that mm -hmm. brings you, well, the converted school bus shuttle service that brings you from the grounds to um, some area um, uh, points of interest like the grocery store for example, mm -hmm. in the Target. Um, and then there's also expanded Oshkosh City Bus service during that time, correct? Exactly right. The, the city buses run from throughout the entire city, and it's, it's one price to ride those buses um, from anywhere in the city to the grounds. Uh, you're right, there are shuttles that run to some of the, the shopping areas, uh, everything from Target to Fleet Farm to the grocery stores, so on and so forth. Uh, there are shuttles that run from Appleton, from Fond du Lac, shuttles that run from Milwaukee, and uh, be watching our website. We'll be putting those schedules up as they become finalized. And so people can get from point A to point B and don't have to worry about driving. They can just bring their stuff back and forth. Uh, another thing that's become a phenomenon, of course, is the, the Uber and Lyft. Mm -hmm. And this year we're establishing areas for uh, those ride services to pick up. Uh, we can't be bringing all of those vehicles down to the bus stop area, congest the bus stop area um, 
very much. So uh, we're establishing those spots probably out by the museum. People will be able to find that on the website. And then people take city cabs uh, here in Oshkosh uh, that usually have one blanket price for as many people as you can stuff in the cab and bring them here. Um, Also, some people, this is one of my favorites, people coming from Milwaukee, there's a group of them, they landed at Mitchell and discovered they were all going to Air Venture, wondering how they were going to get there. They rented a limo. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, when you thought about it, there were about six of them. You pile in, bring all your stuff. They're staying in the dorms, so they were fine once they got here, but they rented a limo, and so for like $20 a piece... (laughs) They got the limousine ride right to the bus stop and um, can't top that. So um, ingenuity and imagination is on display at AirVenture all the time, sometimes even on the flight line. So one thing we should probably recap, you know, we mentioned uh, travel from the airport um, mm-hmm. is the airports in this area that, uh, that people might fly into. Um, commercially. Commercial. Right? So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we have um, uh, Milwaukee Mitchell Airport, the nearest com- airport with commercial service is Appleton. Right. Uh, and then we have uh, Green Bay and, and Madison. And, you know, some people also come into Chicago or even farther. Um I, do, I guess I would just say as, as a frequent business traveler in the opposite direction, traveling from EAA for a lot of things, uh, um, I, you know, I've flown out of um, all of those places and frankly, I would find um, I, I travel out of Milwaukee frequently just because of the frequency of flights out of there. And um, it's a fairly easy drive from Oshkosh. So it is. It's um, really not that big it, a deal. It's probably about an hour and a half if you keep the speed limit. <laughs> and, um, you know, you may meet others if you don't. So it's just, um, but any of those have commercial service. They understand that time of year too. So there is a lot of service. They are dealing with a lot of air venture visitors at that time. So any of those, um, you know, just setting some things up for people to understand. Um, for instance, if you fly into Appleton, the rental cars there are tougher to come by simply because of the number of requests that take place. So if you're in Milwaukee or Chicago, you have a better chance of being on that rental car list and the prices may be uh, a little more reasonable. Again, just the free market at work. Uh, Green Bay, there will be rental cars available there, although on a more limited basis than you would find in Milwaukee or Chicago. Again, you you want to let people know that on the front end so you can plan what the options are, option A, option B, and so forth. So you take a look at at some of those things as well. But flying here commercially, uh, again, many, many people do that. They come in each year. So, you know, definitely look at that. Look at your options. Uh, Don't be boxed into a single option because sometimes that may not work out. And uh, so, but you can, a lot of ways to get here. So in membership uh, services, one of the things that I used to get a lot was people who had never been here before getting ready to come here and they couldn't truly grasp, you know, just how big this place was. And I used to tell them it's massive. And they would say, well, what, you know, what should we bring as far as, you know, survival gear and just, mm-hmm. you know, being out on the grounds, what do we need for a day? And I used to tell them, bring all the clothes that they owned. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you don't know what it's going to do. But but can you give some people some tips of stuff that they should sure. bring, like sunscreen, stuff like that? Uh, I'm going to start. Sherpa. Here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for all the stuff you're going to buy. Here yes. <laughs> yeah. I often tell people here, you can buy an airplane T-shirt and then go next door and buy the airplane to match it. <laughs> and uh, But if you're going to be here, certainly sunscreen. I'm going to say that. Right up there with read the notum, okay, sunscreen, because it's important. You're walking around an airport ramp. Yes, there are some shade spots. Uh, EA members can enjoy some air-conditioned spots, but there are, it's a lot of treeless area because you've got to park airplanes there. So what you have there, make sure you bring the sunscreen. Bring comfortable walking shoes. 
a lot of people, unless you have a pair of, of good solid sandals, boy, if you wear flip-flops out here, you're going to feel it after one day. You know, it's uh, unless you're, you know, a runner over the, you know, the, the Himalayas or, you know, the Kilimanjaro or something like that and then do that barefoot. It's uh, not something that I'd recommend wearing weak shoes at this point. You're going to have to be ready uh, to do a lot of walking. Um, a hat, uh, unless you have a flowing mane of some sort that uh, will prevent you from uh, getting sunburned on top of your head, I, I'd recommend a hat. Very much so. And and for those that can't see, Tom is flipping his hair right now yeah. uh, as if there's yeah. an imaginary breeze. And, and he gets really quite charming. ears. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and so a hat uh, serves a lot of other purposes there, too. Yeah. And, um, and the one thing I discovered my first year on staff back in 1992, lip balm. The first day was about 90 degrees, and I came out here, and it was kind of a breezy day. Ended up with sunburned lips try that for about three days afterwards that is not fun so lip balm actually comes very much in handy um and again pace yourself um if you're not used to walking a lot of distances get to the shuttles find a shady spot every so often a lot of benches around there people watch for a while this is one of the great places to people watch that you will ever see and but those are some of the instant survival tips and be patient almost everybody is friendly here and and Everybody's here for the same thing, to enjoy aviation, enjoy airplanes. So take that into consideration. Um, there are some lines. There are a lot of people here on the busiest days. Right. So um, kind of time. Some people, when they're in the campground, time their showers to late at night. Uh, sometimes people will say, I'm going to have lunch at 3.30 in the afternoon because it's not as busy. So they, they kind of pace themselves. You can tell the Oshkosh veterans, they've got this figured out. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, I've always said, this isn't an event you, you so much attend as is it something you do. And, yeah. uh, and, and hopefully you succeed at it. <laughs> and uh, there are there are sort of measures of success, like, you know, did I win Oshkosh this year? Did I, did <laughs> well, I actually pull it off? It is. It's a participation event. Yeah, absolutely. It's not something you come in and see right. what's going on. It's yes. something that you're involved in all the way. And uh, you're exactly right. You're there. Um, again, you can tell people who've been here a lot of years, they get their days lined out. They say, okay, um, this first day I'm going to go hit this area. I'm going to go to the forums and go to the workshops. I'm going to do this. Um, I want to go up to Warbirds on my second day and watch that. Uh, then maybe, okay, um, I saw that air show. And so I'm going to head into the exhibit buildings during this afternoon right. and walk around there and talk to some of the people when a lot of people are out on the flight line. So everybody has their own way. Everybody comes to AirVenture for their own reason, which makes it wonderful, but makes it very complex in trying to organize the event because Everybody comes for their own reason. There's not a standard, this is why I'm coming to Oshkosh this year. So um, you try to accommodate all of that and make it work as best as you can. Right. And I, we've got a lot of resources out there. We've got the website. We've got uh, you know the AirVenture app, uh, Visitor's Guides, the AirVenture Today newspaper. We've got a lot of resources out there that will help you plan this stuff. So certainly uh, I would, uh, you know, we recommend getting familiar with that stuff, getting some ideas before you go into it. Yeah, and one change this year, the visitor's guide, the visitor and camping guide have been combined in a lot of ways. So this is the first time we're we're doing this. Um, So if you pick up a visitor camping guide, you're going to see it has a lot of camping tips, things in the campgrounds and and so forth. And a lot of um, uh, local areas, 
if you want to catch a cab or catch the city bus, go into Oshkosh, find, find dinner one night, something like that. Some suggestions there. Now, the forums, which used to be in the visitor's guide, is going to be a separate schedule. Very easy reason for that. A lot of the information in the visitor and camping guide, we can get done very early and print that early for people. The forums guide, we want the latest information for people coming here because the forums, it's fluid. It's like a lot of things. Uh, you know, you have the expectation and then it's going to change. And so we want that to be printed as close to opening day as possible so people have the latest information when they go through it. They're going to see the same thing that they saw a few days before on the website. We're going to keep the website updated and AirVenture Today updated to the absolute latest that we know. But uh, we're going to print that forums guide as close to opening day as we possibly can. Very good. Now, uh, I've got maybe one other thing to add to the uh, survival guide list. You know, we used to tell people, you know, bring plenty of film. And now, yeah. <laughs> we well, that's, I'm not even sure what that is anymore. Yeah. But uh, bring, a, bring cables and a charging adapter for your phone, your tablet, whatever you're using to take pictures, stay connected, things like that. A lot of charging stations around the ground. So keep that cable, at, at least the cable, if not the cable, and the uh, wall adapter in, uh, in your pocket. Yeah, brand new one going up, too, at the Vintage Red Barn. And people who have been here in the past are going to see the Vintage Red Barn this year and go, whoa, what happened to that? Because <laughs> it, it, like, um, grew <laughs> a whole bunch. And um, and that's great. The vintage group got together and said, well, first of all, our roof is about to fall in. We have to do something. And as they went set about to fix the roof, they suddenly went, you know, we can do a lot more here. And you're going to see an entrance um, coming off of what's Vern Avenue. Um, you've got the flight line going north-south. And near Theater in the Woods, the road to get from Vintage Red Barn back to Theater in the Woods, that's Vern Avenue. And you're going to see an entrance coming off there. The shuttle stops there, and a lot of people get on and off the shuttle right there and never have the opportunity to say, hey, let's go look at what's inside the Vintage Red Barn. So they reconfigured things a little bit and did that, and the charging station is part of it. So if you're there and need the phone suddenly needs a, a quick charge, you can do it right there and uh, just one of many places on the grounds. Absolutely. And one last uh, quick thing on the, uh, the topic of survival before we uh, wrap up this episode, um, and that is uh, and that is food. So, so uh, we all know better. But Dick, what do you say to the person who comes to you and says, you know, there's nothing to eat on the grounds. It's all boiled brats that have been cooking since January, and uh, a bottle of water that cost me twenty dollars. What? Uh, well, first of all, they're wrong. Uh, we haven't been cooking them <laughs> since January, and all the water is two dollars throughout the grounds, and that is um, very similar to what you'll find at um, many places where don't have as many people. So it's uh, but food. Some of the requests we've received more through the years are for vegetarian diets and gluten-free diets. And at every one of the major concessions throughout the grounds, there is at least one option for both gluten-free and for vegetarian. And so um, if people just say, yeah, it's brats and burgers, and that's it, that is not true. The main food court, of course, is over by uh, the Four Corners area, just west of Boeing Plaza, next to the warehouse uh, souvenir building. A uh, lot of options there, but we're gonna be putting those menus online. People will know what's on the menu, where to get that? I want to let people know that those options are out there, even if you, um, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. Brats, yeah, it, it's a food group. It's, so <laughs> actually, um, it's a religion. It, it uh, is, and I so say that as a, as a right. happy transplant. And, mm -hmm. and but there are those options out there, so people should not 
again, believe what they may have heard from somebody who was here 12 years ago. Right. Uh, it has changed. Those kind of things have become incorporated because we get the feedback every year and put that into the mix. What can we do better? Make the event even better. Here, here. Well, on that note, uh, we're uh, getting a little bit up against the clock. So with that, I'm going to say a big thanks. Dick, we really appreciate you taking some time to uh, record with us today. Uh, thanks, as always, to uh, Rob Molash, the editor. And then uh, sitting in the corner of the room, not paying attention, is producer Sarah. Now <laughs> oh, she's smiling. She's so that's, judging. She's over there yeah, silently she, Oh, she's judging. silently. Yeah, not so silent. <laughs> but, yeah, she's definitely judging. And, uh, and we are not passing. No, I just want to point that out right now, gentlemen. And, by the way, we've just scratched the surface there. There's lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, seaplane base is out there. The museum is out yes. there. We've got lots of things to talk about. Go to the website. Take in all of it and read the notum. And read the notum. And wear sunscreen. <laughs> and you know, if you do fly in after reading the notum, you might just find yourself cleared to land on the green dot. So with that, tune in again. Thanks for listening. Give us those reviews, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Mm-hmm.